I'm Susan Riley, Deputy Editor of Stylist Magazine. Welcome to our Little Pleasures podcast, brought to you by our lovely friends at Galaxy. Uh, yet again, I have brought no chocolate into the studio, although with my guest today, I kind of feel like that is just not the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> I would like to welcome Anna Jones, foodie extraordinaire. Um, I love your books. Thank you very much. Can I, can I just say, you have um, made uh, this not-natural cook know how to put things together the way that you break down recipes. Absolutely love them. Oh, thank um, you. And you have a new book out, um, The Modern Cook's Year, which is yeah. number three, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's a whopper. Which is, yeah. I've got weak wrists and I can't pick this up. I know, I mean, it's a real... It, you. If you don't like the recipes, definite doorstop <laughs> potential. Um. Well, congratulations, because it looks Thank amazing. You. And um, it's it's out now with Fourth Estate, so yeah, go forth, buy, cook. Yeah, enjoy. all about the seasons. So yeah, lots of lovely autumnal stuff going on. And you're a great guest, because we are going to be talking about little pleasures. Food is, you know... A big pleasure, not not necessarily a little pleasure, but I mean, do you want to start? Is there are there any foodie things on your list? Shall we kick off with those? Yeah, there definitely are some foodie things. Um, so the first thing for me is I was just thinking about the things that I just find really satisfying, and obviously I spend a lot of my time kind of cooking and preparing and doing things like that. So one of the things that I just find wildly satisfying is peeling. So whether it's like a carrot or a parsnip, I have like a favourite veg peeler, which makes me sound tell like me, tell the me most boring person Tell me which one it is, because I've ever. never been able to crack, crack the right peeler. It is. It's, so it's like a speed peeler. Okay. It's kind of got a little metal handle. It's got one of those like sort of swivelling blades. And for some reason, peeling anything straight, like carrots, potatoes, anything like that, I just find the most kind of meditative and sort of cathartic cathartic process. Yeah, and even though I've done it a million times, there's other kitchen jobs like grating cheese and other things like that, which I always try and palm off on someone else. But the the peeling, the peeling of the carrots, the peeling of the parsnips, I absolutely love. There's just something about that action. So you don't have a bit of a sous chef then, do you? You like to do your dirty jobs yourself? Well, yeah, it kind of depends on the job. (laughs) (laughs) I think my husband would probably disagree with me if I said no but yeah there's certain things like that I'm just I just don't like doing and my husband is amazing at, at, at helping out with those but yeah I, I mean no there's definitely no sous chefs in, in the kitchens I work in. What is the hardest thing to peel do you think? Mm, so I think an egg is pretty hard to peel. Okay. I mean I find the whole concept of peeling eggs pretty weird mm-hmm. anyway. I am there with you with that. There'll be a um, lot of people who are not comfortable with that. No, no, very weird. I my brother's actually vegan and he came along once to help me out on a, a photo shoot, you know, when we were taking some pictures of some food because he was interested in photography. And the first job I gave him was literally, I'd like, we'd boiled like 30 quail's eggs and the first job I gave him was to peel all of them and he looked at me as if like, are you serious? I was like, thanks. He kind of like just trying to peel each one, like <laughs> loathfully looking at me. Um, but yeah, there is also satisfaction in that. Mm. You know, if you crack the egg and it all comes off in one, just like if you're trying to peel like a clementine yeah. or something and you get that really, really like satisfying <laughs> spiral you know, and, and you don't you don't get loads and loads of little sort of, you know, random bits. It just all comes off in one. 
Yeah. That is a great little pleasure. Because <laughs> it is it is one of those things that so many people find such a boring chore, but that mm. other people will just get that innate sense of joy from. Yeah. And you're one of them. I mean, yeah. I don't know quite what it says about my character, but... <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> well, shall we move on to your um, your second little pleasure? Yeah, so um, recently I have got really into being organised, okay. which is a really new thing for me. Right. I've gone through most of my life being kind of fairly haphazard and not very well organised. Um, and... I'm sure you've read it, you know, that Marie Kondo book. Do you know what? I haven't actually read it. I feel like I have because it was covered so extensively mm-hmm. and I kind of get the, the gist, but... Yeah, no, I kind of skim read it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's on the coffee table. Yeah, exactly. You get the general gist of it. So I kind of, like, had a bit of a go at that and now all of my drawers are, like, so... They're all perfect. I only did it about three months ago, so... And what's the advice, generally? I mean, is it, like categorising? Is it buying things to put in things? I don't know. What What's the advice? It is categorising a bit and it's also kind of like she has this special way of folding. I mean, she suggests you fold your pants, which to me is a bridge too far. Okay. I, mean, I had a go at it initially and then yes. I was like, hold on a second. We all have time to fold our knickers, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> I'm folding my pants. Basis. I think I'm just not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's just about sparking joy. So objects which, which spark joy. And I actually think that is like the kind of the the part of it that's really, you know, brilliant and why so many people have responded well to it. Right. Because you do in life just gather all this stuff, don't you? And we actually threw out like, you know, two thirds of our, our stuff because all my life I've been a hoarder. I've got kind of like all the concert tickets I've ever been to, all the menus of yeah. any restaurant I've ever been to, which I've kept because I love those mm-hmm. things. But then I've also hoarded like you know, clothes that I'm never going to wear again, definitely never going to wear again. Oh, that might come in handy. And you're like, Exactly. And it never does. It never does. So, yeah, that's been quite liberating. So now opening my drawer and just seeing, like, everything laid out, kind of... So so your your drawers are joyful, is that what you're telling me? You've kept kept all your joyful items and those are the things that you now see. Yeah, exactly. So now when I open, like, you know my t-shirt drawer they're all like folded up and I've got them colour coded and I basically I just feel I just feel a lot better about life like you say you've only been doing it for three months I know so, so I mean it if really... I visited your house by Christmas for example it could all go downhill it's it's actually on record here now so <laughs> at Christmas I'm going to send you a picture of my drawers and if they're bad then you have to right you, everyone you has have to, to give me a at Anna's Instagram for <laughs> the Christmas drawer picture um, but but general folding, I mean, the folding of pants and things, I mean, who has time for that? Well, she folds and rolls, the fold and roll. So okay. she folds a, a T-shirt, say, over ex- exactly as you would, but then she kind of, like, rolls it up up into, like, the perfect depth for the drawer. Right. Or the, or the receptacle that it's okay. going to go into. Um, and, I mean, I can't even believe, I don't actually feel like myself talking about yeah. this. Who this am is, I? It's, <laughs> like, so far from... Any version of like myself that any of my friends or any of my family would know, but you know, it's really it's it's really bringing a lot of pleasure in my life right now. What's number three on your little pleasures list? Number three is quite a weird one. The weirder the better, I find. <laughs> but one, so so my husband's a big surfer. He goes surfing a lot, so we spend quite a lot of time in and out of the sea and in and out of the water. Okay. 
I'm kind of fair weather when it gets to kind of like mid-November until mid-February. I'm like, you're on your own. You're but, allowed. But, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the, British, the British sea <laughs> yeah. in the summer is, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, last year, my husband actually broke ice with his foot to go out surfing. And I was like, you've actually lost your mind. Have you um, married Bear Grylls? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely man, but um, yeah, no, no, definitely haven't. I've married, married a Welshman called John. <laughs> Uh, Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, John, in case you're listening. Um, so we spend a lot of time kind of in wetsuits going in and out of the water. And I have worked out that one of the best things in life for me is, you know, when you get your ear blocked with water. Yes. And it stays in there for ages and ages and ages. And then eventually you turn your head to one side and you like give the other side of your head a little pat and, and, and the ear unblocks. I quite honestly think... But that would be in like my top five life moments of all time. Is it just? Is it? Is it the realization that yes, you will hear again? It's the realization that you'll hear again. There's just something so satisfying about it. It's, it's kind of like a sort of return to normality or something like when you're when you get off a plane like and like a leveling out. Yeah, and you're you, you're you know the pressure has made your ears feel funny, and then all of a sudden they pop, and you're like, oh okay, like yes. I've returned back into the world. I feel like that is. Um, I'm going to sound fairly sort of philosophical now but it's it's when those things are taken away from us mm. you know even if like you have an eye infection or an ear infection or you know you've got a throat infection and you can't talk when those things are taken yeah. away from us that's the moment at which we really 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 appreciate you know your body and your how body it and how yeah. honed your senses are and how completely amazing this kind of human form that mm. we just take for granted walking around every day with is so yeah. I think you know I don't obviously acknowledge that every time I tap water out yeah. of my ear, but I think no, that's yeah, kind of exactly. what's going on underneath. And do you surf? I do, but I'm not very good. I mean... Well, it depends what you kind of assess as not very good. I mean, that's better than probably most of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I can kind of, like, for ye years and years and years, I could just go straight forwards towards yeah. the beach. Now I can sort of go along the wave. Okay, so we're not, um, not going to be seeing you in an all-female remake of Point Break. I don't think so, no. What, Which I do what, actually think is necessary. Yeah, the all-female would be good. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't so sure about the remake, so I, th I think we could do it again. I haven't watched it. I can't do that to Patrick and I can't do no. that to Keanu because, you know, my loyalty lies with them. And Absolutely. the original cannot be beaten. No. Um, but I did try paddleboarding, though, mm. the other day. Uh, mm. have, you, have you done that? I have, yeah, yeah. My husband kind of is a bit like he's 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 surfing or nothing, so I right. kind of have to like is sort it a of bit like tame hide him? it from him. Yeah, <laughs> I quite liked it. The kind of exercise I like doing is kind of exercise, Out in the yeah, where you don't really notice you've done it, and then mm. you're like, oh, I'm exhausted, and yeah. oh, I can't move. I need some chips or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't climb the stairs. <laughs> Let's move on then to um, another little pleasure. Another little pleasure. So, um. I asked my husband, actually, what he thought my little pleasures would be. And the first thing he said was a blanket. Did he? Which makes me sound like a real granny. Um, but I have this particular blanket at home that we actually got as a wedding present. It's so beautiful. And um, my friend, who's an incredible adventurous traveller, bought it back from one of her amazing travels abroad. And it's actually made of cashmere. And I think the only reason I've got an amazing cashmere blanket is because she bought it from somewhere as like... Oh. Obviously not as much money as it would be here, but it's so soft and it's so lovely and um, it's kind of my switch off, really. I kind of climb onto the sofa at the end of a busy day and I'll have, you know, 
a cup of tea and I'll pull my blanket over me. Sometimes, you know, my little son will come and kind of nestle in and it just feels like it's like a protection um, and it's like the signal that, you know, it's it, it's kind of it's a, a new time yeah, and time exactly. to reboot and unwind. Yeah, so... I don't think that's old nannerish at all. In no. fact, I have three or four blankets mm. on my sofa. I yeah. think it's just like when I come around and go... Would you like a blanket? Someone they like look at me, like you say, like like we're in the Lake District or something, and I'm this like ninety year old woman. But I'm just like it's the best thing at the end of the day. You're on your oh. sofa. You just you can just flop it over you. It's great. Oh, I'm so glad you're with me on this because I'm exactly the same. People come round and I'm like, oh, we, uh, would you like a blanket? I'm not sure we've got enough blankets for everyone, but I've got a few, and they're like, no, no, we're all I'm right. okay. <laughs> Well, that, I just think that's madness. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 just something. Maybe it stems from like childhood or whatever else, or you know. And of course, we could also relate it to the. I can never pronounce it right. Hugger, hugger, hugger movement. Hugger, hugger. That's all blankets and candles and blankets, candles. I mean, cushions, it's essentially just you know putting your slippers on and getting a bit Being cozy, cozy isn't it? yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's a, it's a nice word for it. It is a nice word for it, and I do think it's something that especially as the year changes into this colder part of the year that that is necessary yeah. and is needed. Just like, you know, you wouldn't eat raw food all January. Mm. You wouldn't kind of, you know, sit on the sofa without a blanket. Mm. I wouldn't do it in July. What's your next one? Um, so um, I've got a, another really random one. I love the randomness of these. Which I get really really satisfied by um which is you know when you're going you're at an underground station and you're at the gates and you've got your oyster and you put your oyster on the reader but you manage to put it on the reader before the 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 gates have closed between you and the person in front so it's just like a fluid stream yeah because basically my dad has inbuilt this thing in me you so you know like home alone when they're kind of running through the yep. airport because they're so late and whatever. Mm-hmm. That was my entire Kevin. childhood <laughs> because my dad he travelled a lot with work and he you know he just never wanted to waste a minute. So he would literally okay. get to check in like as it closed. Then we'd like have enough time to like walk exactly from check in to the gate. And if we went on you know if we drove anywhere we'd drive there in exactly the same amount of time. We could never go in the service stations because he'd literally just make make a stay in the car while he got petrol. So so journeys or did he have, like cafeters in the car and stuff. Literally, I think if that was actually not something <laughs> that he could have been <laughs> could have got in trouble for, he might have installed them. Um, so I've got this kind of inbuilt thing of like trying to like make journeys really fluid and like, you know, making sure that I streamline, streamline them. And so that is part of it. And actually I find that really, really pleasing and satisfying. I know if, I know if I hit it right and, and the gates don't open again, then that's, and you're like, yes, it's a good day. Yeah. So your, your moment, your kind of sweet spot moment when those, when those kind of gates open and you can glide on by and get on with your way, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you like. Yeah. I mean, I just... It's a very small moment, but yeah. it feels like it's going to be a good day when that happens. That's what we have to savour, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. And mm. and it is wonderfully random. <laughs> good. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me into your world. Yeah, yeah, I think what? my brain is quite random. Um, What's so, the next one? Uh, the next one um, is kind of grannies and granddads holding hands. That is one of my favourite things I'm in the whole I'm on board world. with your, your entire list, actually. Thanks. 
thanks. But yeah, grannies and granddads holding hands or, you know, I just, there is something in me like my heart kind of like explodes in the most brilliant way when I see, a, a, you know, a, a much older couple kind of walking along holding hands. And I don't mean it sound patronising in any way because I don't, because I know that, you know, people of all age have, you know, loving, passionate, brilliant yeah. relationships. But there's just something about um, people who've, you know, and, and not all of those people might have been together for years and years and years, but in my But you do, ima- you do brain, kind of fantasise about yeah. that, don't you? You're like, oh my God, and they've been together like 65 years and they still don't find each other a pain in the bum. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just something really, really sweet and beautiful and kind of like amazing, I think, about that, that people, um, yeah, that people just would still want to hold hands after all that time and I remember being somewhere in when I when I worked um for another chef and I was traveling around America and we were in this weird little sort of cowboy bar somewhere and kind of all the cowboys were up and dancing and we you know all the crew from the thing were dancing and it was really fun and really amazing but there was this couple who were who were sitting at a table and they danced every single dance together but after each dance, they would go and sit back down at the table. And, you know, it was only 20 or 30 seconds between each song when the band kind of reset and had a little chat. But at the beginning of each song then, after they'd been sitting down, the cowboy guy would get up and he would come around the table and he would ask her to dance and take her hand and take her to the dance floor every time. And I just thought it was the sweetest mm. and most glorious thing. So, yeah, it's kind of older couples just still showing their love and emotion. And actually, my mum and dad are a great example of this. We had a party last week for my book launch, a little party, and um, my mum and dad were amazing. We went out afterwards to this kind of little restaurant. My mum asked them to turn turn up the music, and my mum and dad started jiving. My (laughs) mum! Oh, my God, I'd love to know how to jive. My parents could do that as well. They were brilliant at dancing. It's something that's kind of died out of it, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. The ability to dance. The ability to dance as a pair, yeah. Like I just don't think the way we dance now is is quite so mm. connected. Yeah. Um, yeah. People tend to throw their shapes on their own. Yeah, don't they? yeah, yeah. Or if they throw their shapes together, it's in a much more sort of yeah shapy way. Or which... maybe yeah, <laughs> kind of grindy, yeah, dirty, dancey yeah. kind of yeah watermelon moments. Not, not they don't really make the heart sore quite yeah, as much exactly. as seeing... no, not not so much so up for watching that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's lovely. A little moment mm. to make your heart sore. Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, sadly, a friend of mine passed away about four months ago now, and um, her husband, who is the most incredible, amazing man started a couple of things in her honour and Mm. one of them, because she, like me, used to love seeing older couples holding hands, so he started this whole thing now um, that when anyone sees an older couple holding hands, they take her a picture of it and then post it on her Facebook. So her Facebook now is this... And and also she loved, I don't know, dogs with weird (laughs) things in their mouths or something like that. So her whole Facebook now is this amazing sort of celebration of kind of love and weird dogs and everything, which was, yeah, so it's very cool. So it's it's important to me on many levels. Well, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, so the smell of a new book is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I think at the moment with a small son, I don't get to do very much reading, but there's something about the smell of ink on paper, and I think that's why I can never quite get on board with 
a Kindle mm. or any kind of um, electronic reading device, though it would probably be much better for my kind of... Uh, I think book sales are beating them. Yeah. Still. I think I think everyone feels the same, to be mm. honest. And, mm-hmm. and also, there's nothing like having a bookshelf at home is there to kind of as identifiers of who you are and what you enjoy. And exactly. it's just people can browse and, mm, and look, it's mm, not really the same as it all being on, no, on, a, on a, a device. Yeah, but there's just something. I think I used to read quite a lot when I was little and, and you know, that, that kind of smell when you first flick through the pages and, you know, the ink and whatever they use to, like, dye the paper and stuff. And that smell coming out is, you know, feels like a sort of very nostalgic smell Mm. to me but it also feels like you know quite promising and I don't buy myself that much these days but I still do buy a lot of books I obviously buy a lot of cookbooks but I buy you know a lot of novels a lot of you know all sorts of books what's um, the latest things that you've bought considering that you're probably not reading them but they might be on your bedside table ready so on my bedside table I've got a book called The Everlasting Meal right um, which is I've only just started reading it and it's um, just an exploration of kind of how we, a bit kind of like M.K. Fisher style. Um, So that's there. Lots of my books are always, you know, they might not be recipe books, but Mm -hmm. quite a lot of them are kind of food-led. I've got um, a Laurie Colwyn book as well, which is, I guess, in the same vein, kind of an exploration of eating. Um, I've got a book called Standard Deviation, which is a really, really interesting book. and brilliant book that I'm halfway through, actually. Kind of, it's about this, this kind of mad lady and her relationship, and it's kind of about love and relationships and a son with autism who loves making origami, origami, and it's just, it's all a bit bonkers. The the main sort of character in it, it's written from her husband's perspective, but the main character is just this absolutely like brilliantly bonkers lady, and um, yeah, no, I'm really really enjoying that, and then. Um, I've also got, I don't know if you've seen, the, well, I'm sure you would, the the Little Black Book, the sort of Working Women's Toolkit, which, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, a good friend of mine wrote. So, yeah, that's there. No recipe books at the moment. I was going to say, who's, whose recipe books do you rate? Uh, I'm interested. I, I mean, I love Nigel Slater. He is really up there for me. I think he writes about food like a poet. Mm. And, you know, I, I think he... His writing is the food that I kind of the writing about food that I I aspire to the most. Um, yeah, because it's it, that again is pleasurable and and warming and real, isn't it? And hearty. It's great. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's joyful personal. and generous, and and it's it doesn't ever say no. And I think that's what writing about food is really important to me because I think you know there's so many things in the food and in you know, in the food media and in the wider media that say, no, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't yeah. eat this, don't eat that. And I think our responsibility as people who write about food is to stand from the rooftops and scream about the joy of eating and the joy of sharing and the joy of balance mm-hmm. and 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 to, you know, be the kind of the flip side of of, of all the kind of, you totally know, finger wagging. So yeah, um absolutely agree. And I think Nigel does that amazingly. I love Diana Henry as well. I think she writes brilliantly. Um, and is just a, a jolly kind of generous soul as well, which really comes across. Um, I've worked for Jamie Oliver for a long time, so 
I really rate him, although he doesn't need any extra help, I don't think. Yes, let's plug Jamie because he really needs our help. Um, But, you know, I love him and I think um, the kind of real way he cooks is definitely, I think that's something that I've really taken from him in how I write about food is that, you know, it's all well and good to tell people to grow kind of celeriac or to, you Mm. know, go to the farmer's market every weekend and brilliant if you can do that, but 90% of people are going to go to the supermarket or do their online shop and and get their food that way. And I think you have to be realistic about that Mm. Um, and celebrate that, actually. I love all the people that you've cited there are just people who just get, like, you really can feel the pleasure they get from food. Mm. You know, it becomes Mm. infectious, which I think you do as well, so... Um, what's uh, what else have you got on your uh, um, little pleasure hit list? So other things I've got. Um, oh, at the moment, one of my favourite moments of the day is so after my son Dylan has his dinner, um, we have like a six o'clock kitchen dance party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing! Um, it's quite hilarious actually because my son wasn't very good at sleeping or going to sleep. Like bedtime just became a bit stressful um, because he just didn't want to go to sleep and we were kind of like just lowering our voices and like whispering and, um, you know, just tiptoeing around doing really calming things. I think you might have to stop whispering because I might fall asleep. Okay, great. That's really soothing sound. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, before bedtime and we turned it on its head and just thought, right, we're just going to do like all these fun, like, brilliant like upbeat activities and see if it ties them out and it worked and it was brilliant so we've carried it on so at six o'clock me and my husband and my son if we're both in turn the music up and dance around the kitchen or the living room like complete lunatics and people are quite often because outside our house people are walking back home from work at that time <laughs> see? Like, who are those <laughs> nutters again literally sake Three completely mental people dancing around with like strange rattles and like tambourines. Um, Who's that woman waving that peeler in that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, um, yeah, that is one of the things I love. And I actually think, you know, just generally a dance, um, a bit of a dance, a bit of moving around, like shaking, shaking my it out. body is. Um, I love the way you've turned bedtime on its head, though, and just done the, you know, the opposite of what everyone expects. Yeah, it just takes the seriousness out of the day somehow. I am so going to do that before bed now. Kitchen dance party, it's what it's all about. I'm going to get the blanket, (laughs) the peeler, I'm going to turn the music up, and I'm just going to rock it out. Well, thank you so much for going through. I could literally go through this entire list, but uh, I think we have to... uh, Mm. (laughs) wrap it up Anna it's been an absolute pleasure good luck with the book thank you so it much it looks amazing I'm going to be trying every recipe in here oh, thank um, you it takes me a while um, I'm not a, a natural kitchener kitchener but, um, <laughs> but I do my best I love that time so thank you so much oh no um, thank you for having me little pleasures a guest today Anna Jones and a big thank you to Galaxy who sponsor this lovely little chat and that's all we have time for So thank you for joining us. 